That's what I do. I drink and I know things. The end is coming. The final season of Game of Thrones is here. And there is an entire shelf full of ales and spirits, inspired by the show, created by fans for other fans to enjoy. So here is a podcast of ice and fire, hastily thrown together by three guys who were looking for an excuse to drink at work. From different houses they have come, three men too lazy to take the black, but ready to dodge the wildfire every week and chat about the end of a legend. This is We Drink and We Know Things. Now, three guys trying to pass on the right on the King's Road, but would hold the door for you until the bitter end. Brad King, Zach Miller, and Tommy Lee. Using the start cup because I'm about to kill this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, once again to We Drink and We Know Things. Yeah! Mm, I'm yeah. Brad King. I'm Tommy Lee. And I'm Zach Miller. Um, so this week, we are discussing the third episode of Season 8, titled The Long Night, and I think uh, most appropriately, uh, <laughs> our drink that we will be uh, reviewing and enjoying is uh, Johnny White Walker. Yeah. <laughs> it's the uh, limited edition White Walker by Johnny Walker, blended scotch whiskey. Um, oh, here we go. Yes, it does have a little story on here. Once forgotten and reduced to ancient legend, White Walkers have emerged from the frozen north, bringing with them the chill of winter and the promise of terror and destruction to all who stand in their path. Well, not really, as it turns out. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Which, with, by the way, spoilers always implied on this podcast. Uh, yes. Um, with their tall blades of ice capable of slicing through iron and their silent icy blue gaze... They are a chilling sight. When you see the undead coming, you know winter is here. Well, there's a whole nother description of the... Oh, boy. <laughs> White Walker by Johnny Walker is a blended scotch whiskey inspired by these chill-inducing walkers at the heart of the blend and single are single malts from Cardhu and Clinelsh. Sure. Yeah. One of Scotland's right. most northern distilleries. Okay. There you go. This whiskey is chill-filtered to 1.5 degrees Celsius and best served cold directly from the freezer, which we did do, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Featuring notes of caramelized sugar and vanilla, fresh red berries with a touch of orchard fruit, The whiskey, this whiskey develops in complexity as it warms to room temperature. Mm. There you go. All and right. it's quite good. Uh, yes, I think I will. Uh, we cracked this bad boy open while you were uh, getting well, ready over there. Well, we got a bit of a head start on you. While I was reading that book yeah. on, on the back <laughs> of this bottle. Yeah. Such a great looking bottle, too. The fact that they made it like all white and kind of like yeah. snow crystallized. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks like crystallized ice, which is very cool. Yeah, and so then, and then when you put it in the freezer, um, uh, some blue emerges, and then on the side it says winter is coming. So that's the, nice. uh, that's the icy surprise. Very, very cool. So, um, so, yeah, so uh, last night, quite an episode. <laughs> uh, and we knew it was going to be. I mean, it was the battle for Winterfell, and they've been building up to it since, oh, I'm trying to think, uh, episode one, season one? First right. scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very first scene. <laughs> so, um, 
And boy, the episode last night was just chaos. Yeah. And um, I forgot my notes at home. Ah, okay. <laughs> Mixed reviews from people I've noticed online. I've seen uh, a today. lot of reviews about like the lighting and everything because it was yeah, dark. That, you were watching it in the dark. It was dark. That's really my only serious complaint with this. It was really tough to see. And yeah, I got to be honest, um, overall, I, I'm not happy with with the episode. Really? Yeah. Um, I, well, let's uh, let's start our our, uh, our traditional way. Um, favorite moments. Uh, I think there's really only one answer for that, and it's right there towards the end, um, and that's Arya. Yeah. Oh. Taking down the the, uh, the Night King. The Night King. I yeah. mean, it's it was it was perfect the way they set it up. It was something that really needed to be her. I like the reason she did it. I like the way she did it. I like the the fact that her training came into it right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, and she did it to defend Bran. Perfect way to do it. Her it, blood. Even though he's no longer a Stark, or, you know, he yeah. wouldn't consider himself. <laughs> what was the note I wrote last night? It but was, it was uh, uh, where was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, of course, um, when Arya did it, all of the other dead dropped dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way I wrote it down was, it's the most enemies killed by an individual Stark since Tony shot the nuke through the wormhole in the first Avengers movie. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Great reference. Zach? I, my, my favorite part was actually in the crypt. And it was after, like, chaos ensued because the Night King brought everybody back to life. Right. Mm-hmm. Starks were climbing out of their crypt and whatnot. But uh, I I would go with the Sansa and Tyrion conversation. It was beautiful. It was just... it. it I... I teared up during that part of the episode just yeah. because I, I I love their relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I've always loved it. You know, he was kind of a, a somewhat of a protector. I'm yeah. reading the second book right now and just how Joffrey treats her after um, you know, he of course kills Ned and everything. Mm-hmm. He Tyrion is just an all-around great guy, yeah. and he is definitely a, a redeemable character. Now, are you are, are you talking about the moment um, where they where where he says we should have stayed married, or are you talking about the moment where the two of them are hiding behind the crypt, like right when he kisses her hand? Yeah, that moment okay. right behind yeah. the crypt. He's, he's saying okay. the crypt, so yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, and, and yeah, kissing her hand was a nice touch. I yeah. thought, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think my, I think my favorite, I mean, the Aria obviously is, right. is the biggest moment. I, I think my favorite moment was right towards the beginning um, when Melisandre shows up and lights <laughs> all the Dothraki swords on fire. Yeah. You know, that was, that, that was, was pretty awesome. Really cool. Um, when she, you know, and, and just a great visual how that, you know, she, the first one lights and then boom, they all, all start going. Yeah. And then you get that shot of John and Danny up on the hill. Looking down at you know at all the, the the Dothraki, their flaming swords held in the air, they charge out into the darkness, and then the bell rings and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally the blue wave. Hits. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and you and you know you see one by one all these uh, these flames getting extinguished, and and I uh, on the notes that I did have, um, I, and I didn't take a lot of notes. Um, and most of them were just, uh, um, just basically swear words. <laughs> like, like at, at that, after that incident, I, I just, I wrote down, fuck. <laughs> it's just like, wow. I mean, you know, and just like that, the, the, the Dothraki are gone. Yeah. They're wiped out. Gone, mm-hmm. gone. You know, and, 
you got to wonder uh, at any point were any of them going, why did we pledge allegiance to the Khaleesi? Um, <laughs> We, we, <laughs> we pledge ourselves to her, and uh, she thanks us by putting us out in front as cannon fodder. Yeah. <laughs> now, did they have women and children in the Dothraki? Are they you know, still a thing, or were they also in, in line there? Um, I think it was just, I, I only was, remember seeing the men. Yeah, okay. it was, it, yeah, as far as the fighting, it was just the men. But just that, her that brings up an excellent point of what did happen to the Dothraki women and children. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. You know, that's an excellent point, because they certainly didn't appear to be in Winterfell. Probably still a Dothrak over in Essos, maybe. They don't want to cross the Narrow Sea. I don't know. Just chilling and saying, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We, don't, we don't need any part of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got the rundown here. Um, the episode title, um, and I, it's, it's weird that they're not giving us the titles right away. We they're, have to find them after. Yeah. yeah. Um, the episode was, I expected it to be the battle for Winterfell, but yeah. it was actually called The Long Night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it certainly was. And it was a very dark night, especially if you have a plasma television. <laughs> yeah, Trust it, me. And, and um, you know, I saw a lot of, there was a lot of people complaining about that online. Yeah, it, just, was, it was hard know, to a, see. A, it was a, literally a very dark episode. And obviously that was, a to a certain degree, a stylistic and artistic choice right. by the, the makers of the show. But I also saw a lot of people getting, like, really kind of geeky and deep into the weeds on that a lot of that problem is how TV is delivered now. Yeah, uh, and, that's true. Uh, you know, whether whether it's streaming or cable, satellite, whatever, just how the compression aspect of it and all that wouldn't surprise so, me. Yeah, so so there there may be uh, somewhat of a, a technical uh, technological issue with that as well. But yeah. again, clearly there was an artistic choice to make this a literal dark episode which on to some degree i felt like it kind of added to the you know the oh, chaos and the, and the fear factor but there is always a there is always a detrimental possibility there i mean in this room we have a music director a former production manager and our current production manager and we all know that depending on the compression your file can suck yeah yeah <laughs> and we kind of had a, a somewhat sucky compression file yeah on this episode because you're trying to make sense of something that was dark to begin with right and is it was basically designed to be shown on a big ass screen mm-hmm. and we're all watching it on little screens yeah. right so yeah that, that actually it would do them probably some justice and they could make money if they showed it in movie theaters Across the country, I would buy tickets to see yeah, it. Yeah, and I know that's that has been discussed in the past for yeah. you know some of their you know their bigger battle episodes, the Battle of the Bastards and I'd stuff. Watch that and, one too. Yeah, and and it, it seems like there, there hasn't been a whole lot of real strong interest on mm-hmm. whether I, I can't remember if it's on HBO's part or on the showrunners' part. But. I think it's a matter of it's it's so easy to get your hands on it now anyway right. i mean i had three different resources to watch this damn thing last yeah. night right yeah. exactly so um but a little bit of background for the episode it took 11 weeks to shoot mostly in ireland 55 days by all accounts from every member of the cast and crew if you read that uh special issue that entertainment weekly did uh it was the most difficult Brutal. shoot that any of them said they'd ever been a part of the battle sequence probably the longest ever filmed, longer even than the Battle of Helm's Deep yep. from Lord of the Rings Two Towers that we talked about. Wow. Um, which, by the way, was 40 minutes, 
and the director studied it very closely, mm-hmm. that scene, to try and determine exactly when the audience might succumb to hack and slash fatigue. Right. And if you noticed, as you're watching it, there are breaks here and there mm-hmm. in yeah. the action. And and that, those were, were really the only times that I, that I would write anything down. Um, because I, because when we it, had breaks. Yeah. 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 And, and, and again, I was either writing down swear words or, or <laughs> writing things down like, I need a break. I need a break. You know, yeah. because it was, it was so intense. Yeah. It was, it was so intense. There was so much dread going into this episode of who's going to survive and what, and, yeah. and then once the fighting starts, you know, the, the, the white Walker forces were just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and, and this is, gets into one of my biggest issues with it is that it, the, there's there should have been more loss of major characters. Not I really that, should have. Not I would that agree. I that. agree. Yeah. Not that there are major characters that you know. Not that I really wanted to see Jamie or Brienne or Tormund or whoever die. But when you know when you have a scene where you have Jamie, Brienne, and Gendry with their literal backs against the wall, and the entire courtyard is filled with <laughs> zombies, and they're all. You know, just clawing and fighting and biting all over them. And, and at one point, Brienne is screaming at the top of her right. lungs. How how do they all survive? Yeah, I, you yeah. know, it just it's. It, I I don't I I I really. It was a strange choice. I totally agree it, yeah. with you there. It, it just yeah. I mean. Sam, how many times was Sam? Oh my like, God, I was convinced Sam was dead at least three times. Right, in the episode. right, and, and and I was convinced Jamie was dead at least twice. Yeah, I thought I thought Jamie was going to die. He was right there at the front line too, right. as they were all coming in. And I'm like, a guy with one hand, who you know, I mean, his sword tactics have yeah. had change over the last right. couple of seasons but at one point or another you were convinced that every single one of them was about to die how many mm-hmm. you know it, it, even danny you were figuring danny would be safe through the whole thing and if she wasn't it was because she got blown out of the sky and yeah. died in the crash um but at one point she is surrounded right by the dead yeah and and drogon is is literally surrounded and engulfed, and, engulfed by the dead and abandons I, her yeah, yeah. It takes off. He's like, all right, you know, enough of this. And, and again, we'll, we'll get to this in a little bit. But I loved, I loved how um, the dead kept dropping out of the sky, and you could, and you just knew that it, that they were falling off of Drogon, <laughs> right? Yeah, which was hilarious. <laughs> it was terrifying and hilarious right? at the same time. Um, all right, so the episode opens up with the final preparations for the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got dragon glass being handed out, the soldiers and uh, the other pieces taking their places on the Winterfell chessboard, as it were. Uh, dragons take to the sky. All is not well. Let's get into this. Um, then there's a shot of the huge army of defenders that was set up outside the yeah. gate mm-hmm. uh, between the Dothraki and the Unsullied and the defenders of Winterfell beyond them. It was a massive army that was there waiting for an even more massive army. And and then again, then the bell rings. Yeah. And oh, but even before the bell rings, a solitary figure comes up. And who yeah. is it? Yes. Yeah, Melisandre. It's Melisandre. Yeah. It's the red. Yeah. 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 And it's like, wh- what? <laughs> Where <laughs> well, have you been? And, it looked a little confusing at first because she came in the direction that there was right. going to happen. Yes. And that, and so I, and I wondered about that, too. That was my first. I'm like. 
how the hell did she get past all the dead? Yeah. But like, where did where did she come from? Yeah. It's like old battle times where you have your captains go out there and you, well, you say, right, flip a coin what, or whatever. That was my first thought is I'm like, is one of the White Walkers approaching? Which was exactly what I thought, know, too. Solo, and, and then it's it's Mel. You're like, oh, okay. Right. Where, where did she come from? But she comes up. She puts a blessing on one of the Dothraki swords. And in doing so, it bursts into flame. And then all of the Dothraki yep. swords are, yeah. are kissed with flame. Beautiful sight, which was which was cool, and then was even cooler a few scenes later. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, uh, I loved her line to Sir Davos um, <laughs> yeah. when she entered the keep, and uh, yeah. he, he gave her that look of "All right, I'm getting ready to gut you." Yeah, right, <laughs> and she said, "No need to execute me, Sir Davos. I'll be dead before the dawn." Yeah, and she and you mentioned this last week. She has always said that she she knew she would die in in this strange land that in was this her strange land that was her line to, to various last season is uh, you and i will we will meet again because we have to die in this strange land yep. and then the bell rings we see them run into battle who's running into battle with them ghost ghost yeah right and uh, yeah you got jora and ghost and and the dothraki and then very quickly you get uh, a, a couple stray horses are running yeah. back. <laughs> Jorah comes back. You never see Ghost come back. No, and I, it, we still don't know what happened well, to Ghost. It, Ghost did survive because you see there is a very quick shot of him in the trailer for next week's episode. Right. Uh-huh. So Ghost did survive. <laughs> Some of them, Good. the only clue we have is the trailer for next week's episode. Yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the first wave trots out with their flaming blades basically into an undead buzzsaw. Yeah. Um, before long, all of the flames are extinguished just one by one before their eyes as they're watching. Um, uh, and like you say, a few of the survivors return, including the very worried looking Sir Jorah. The rest join the army of the dead, we assume, but that doesn't really seem to have been the case right away. Well, no, yeah. That's, it looks like he had to, he had to do that he, manually he had, yeah. when the time came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Night King had to. But, but that's the end of the Dothraki, as, as we've been saying. Yeah. And, and there's an argument to be made that maybe it was possibly bad form on the part of the writers because you've got, and I, I hate to open up this can of worms, but you've got the two non-white armies, the I Dothraki and the Unsullied. 100%. They're standing out there as cannon fodder for the initial part of the battle. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah. And this is a show that's had some some flirtation yeah. with, you know, people accusing them of racism, right. casual or otherwise, yeah. from the beginning anyway. Yeah. So I, I, I absolutely thought choice. that. I absolutely thought that, that. That I said, wow. So the, you know, the, the brown folk are, <laughs> yeah. are the ones that, uh, that Danny and, and John and, and the rest of the, the white northerners have decided are going to be the first two waves of the army. Yeah. And then, and, and it really struck out when they all, eventually start falling back mm-hmm. and they leave most of the unsullied out yeah they when, yeah. when, when they're the, streaming back through the gate and the unsullied are just standing there creating a, a street for them to right, go down right basically. and then and then when they all get in they close the gates and they light the trench and the and and half Thanks, the unsullied dudes. yeah are on the other side of you know yeah. i'm like wow so these are the people that uh you know that danny you know, got to support yeah. her, and I appreciate you like, coming out. And now here's what you're for. Yeah, see right. ya. And especially because she's breaker of chains. Yeah. while she is. <laughs> it comes with a price, though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Forgot to mention that to you. Yeah. In fine print. You got to read it real carefully. Yeah, and it's written in Swedish. <laughs> um, but uh, the dead rush forward at that point to greet the the unsullied and the others, and it was like a tsunami wave of zombies it was insane 
And then we get our first named character to die in the episode in Dolores Ed, mm-hmm. who dies mm-hmm. while saving Samuel Tarley. Yes. And they didn't burn his body. And they didn't burn his body. He told them last week. <laughs> If I die first, burn, burn my, my body. body. And yeah. they didn't. And then we, we get a zombie ad later. Yeah. Uh, no time for that, I guess. Episode. It's just, people just don't listen. No, right? I swear to God. No. Um, then at that point, Danny and John enter the fray on Dragonback. Um, they, uh, we we uh, see them start to burn the, the rose of the dead, which is nice. Yeah. And, which, needed. And, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, that was one of the questions that I had, too, is you have two dragons, why are you not using them? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they're, they're, what the hell took so long? You we wasted all the Dothraki, right? Right. Why, you know, use the dragons first, I right? Would say. Right. Use and, the dragons before they get to freaking Winterfell, right? Yeah. You know where they're coming from. It's called North. Yeah, <laughs> and and then when we we get to the point when uh, Melisandre finally lights the trenches mm-hmm. and. They're st- they're standing there. The whites are just standing there for I don't know how long, but it's a long time. Yeah. Hey, you know what would be a good idea right now while they're standing in place? Let's bring the dragons in and burn them down. Yeah. Exactly. Or at least fire some arrows too. Uh, right. Some, yeah. We're to see it, if they can get over. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know. There was just there was a, it was weird. There's a <laughs> lot of a, a lot of logic gaps to me in this episode. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, but they do manage to put a bit of a dent in the horde. Not a huge one, but they slow the attack down at least for a moment. And then our old friend, the Night King, shows up and fights them off with this bizarre winter wind, like straight out of the center part of Minnesota to kind of slow them down and make it really difficult for them to see or hear anything, which means that Danny misses the cue to light the trench on fire a couple of scenes from now. Um, Then the wind drops and it hits the fight at ground level. Um, And Arya at that point sends Sansa to the script with a dragon glass dagger. And Sansa has a funny line where she says that she doesn't quite know how to use it. And, and, and as soon as she said that, I, I think everybody knew what, what Arya was going to say. Arya's response was going to yeah, be. Yeah, stick them with the pointy end. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good advice. Yeah. yeah you, you can't beat that. Yeah. Um, the undead dragon decides to attack his brothers in the whiteout skies at that point. So that is um, dragon fight part one. Yeah. At mm-hmm. that point. Uh, and then the retreat begins that we were talking about, where the uh, where you know all of the white people stream back into Winterfell, <laughs> yeah, right? leaving the unsullied out there to stand there and uh, continue to make their their interesting diagonal shapes, um, which apparently is all they do other than die in this episode. Uh, but they retreat back into Winterfell. The unsullied remain outside to defend the gate, and Melisandre is the one who has to light the trench um, that that rings all the gates of Winterfell on fire to keep the dead from getting in. And just before she's about to die, to amp up the the excitement, uh, she finally gets it to light. Yeah, it. it I my, my my question through most of this episode, the big question was, what the hell was their actual plan? Because there didn't really <laughs> seem to be much of a plan, and suddenly you understand why they seemed so hopeless. Yeah, because they it, really had no clue what to do. Right. I mean, there there wasn't a whole lot of logic to to their plan here and then you get you know as we already discussed you get what what i wrote down at the time you, you get deus ex aria you know you know aria uh, yeah you know literally dropping out of the sky yeah to to kill the night king and 
while that was, you know, a very cool moment, you know, and and I mean, it was literally jaw dropping. I was, I was, oh, like, yeah. what, you know? But then, the more you think about it, I'm like, so that's it. That's like, it, that's that's it. This this big the the long night. This huge yeah. existential threat that that they have literally spent seven and a half seasons building up. It was the, just. It's one episode. Yeah, one it's episode. One, and it's one over. episode and. The Night King, you know, they, we, we get the moment where uh, Danny is on Drogon and, and you know, Dracarys. And as soon as she said that, I knew, okay, so Dragonfire is not going to work. No. Because it was, uh, this was way too easy. Mm-hmm. She, you know, burns him for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then he just kind of smirks at her, you know. So you're like, oh, my God. Like, what? Yeah. This is going to be so bad. Like, Gotta defrost it longer, right? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> many, so many characters are are going to be dead here, and no, we don't. You know, yeah, we, we don't get have, that either. You know, our, our plus, you got to think about like the other those down in the southern regions and over in Essos when they speak about this and songs are written about this time. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to take it that seriously. Oh, you survived. The quote unquote long night. Right. You know? <laughs> it was a couple hours. So you and every other white person. Yeah. Um, the cool thing though about after the uh, after the trenches were lit on fire that I thought was great was all the dead standing on the other side of it just staring like hmm. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and they're just standing there looking. And yeah. it, un, it, un, it, it it seemed to me that it took the Night King to Right. He somehow did, yeah, send he liked, the inspiration yeah. mm-hmm. for them to, to finally which, find their way across a little bit later on. Which again, maybe we use our dragons at that point. Yeah. That might yeah. be right. You know, and so and when you and, and when you had that moment of the of the Night King, we were able to see that because Bran Bran uh warged into all these ravens mm-hmm. that, you know, flew up by the Night King. And he was following the Night King. And that's it. That's all that, you know, that was another big question is what was Brandon? He's up. He's not delivering intelligence because he's catatonic, basically. When right. he's doing this, right? It's yeah. So it's not. I mean, he maybe he's technically scouting, but he's not delivering any of this info yeah. to anybody. Yeah, very true. So I, I, I that you know that was was very confusing to me. Of I mean, he did have the you know the, the great line right before where he said. I gotta go now, and yeah. <laughs> go where? And his eyes, you know, roll back roll in back. his head, and yep. and then and then he wargs off. But you know, there was all this speculation: Will he warg into a dragon? Will you know? Is he gonna somehow warg into the night? King? You know, I've, I've been That's waiting. What I thought he was gonna do. I, I've been waiting to see him warg into a dragon. Actually, yeah, and. If he, can, if he can borrow pretty much anything, right? Why the hell hasn't he done that yeah. yet? And yeah. I, I mean, he just kind of—he's just out there as bait the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So next we have a that really nice moment between Tyrion and Sansa, where they're kind of reflecting on their lives together and how things might have turned out for the two of them if they'd stayed together. And uh, Missandei gets annoyed by it because Sansa mentions that Tyrion's loyalty to Danny would eventually be a problem standing in the way of them finding happiness together. And at this point, I'm just like, you know what, handmaiden, just shut up and go away. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're having a moment. It's an A-B conversation. You can see your way out of it. I, I did like, though, how uh, the most backhanded compliment of all time Sansa says, you were the best of them. Yeah. To which Tyrion replies, replies that's a terrifying thought. But <laughs> yeah. if you think about the company that he's in, okay, 
Who is she first uh, betrothed to? Joffrey. 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 Yeah. Who did she actually marry? Ramsay. Ramsay, yeah. Who is the only other that we know of, the only other man that she ever kissed? Littlefinger. Littlefinger, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess, Tyrion, yes. In that company, you are the best of them. Yeah. Congratulations. You, you you win the gold in, <laughs> in that situation. I mean, again, not that Tyrion you know, isn't a good guy, but... Wow, that is... Uh, That's kind of like between me and Hitler. I'm a better person yeah. when it comes to being a painter. <laughs> yeah. talk, talk about damning with faint praise. praise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah unbelievable. Um, Theon, at that point, uh, is also having his little moment with Bran and telling him that he wishes things had been different in his past actions. And at that point, I'm sitting in the living room going... Shut up. <laughs> Why aren't you dead yet? Which, by the way, and I'll get to this in a little bit later, uh, the beloved Kim, my wife, thinks it's hilarious that we all hate Theon so much. She's like, well, I don't know why you guys don't want him to be redeemed. It's like, because he sucks and because must be destroyed. He, because he's awful. Yeah. He, and, I mean, they, and, and boy, did they, you know, they worked overtime to, yeah. to give uh, him his redemption this yeah, episode. They, did. they worked overtime it's for right. it. It had the end result that I wanted. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but yeah, I, you're right. They 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 made a play. I, I I went back and started thinking about all the times Theon's main thing in in all the episode in, in the entire series has been fleeing. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's fleed Rob when you know the going got tough. He went to his dad and then um, he well in his defense, Rob that was a plan. He, he, he right him and, yeah. him and Rob came up with that yeah, plan that's, that's and true. he was You're going right. to to recruit his father and the right. and the Greyjoy army to join the fight but then right. he completely aborted that plan and abandoned that plan right. much like he abandoned his sister yeah he tried to abandon Ramsey uh that first time when Ramsey kind of like let him go and like fake released him right and then abandoned him again when he re- he helped Sansa escape well I mean let's not fault him for that I think we <laughs> right. would all try and story. abandon those <laughs> His entire right. story has been an abandonment, except right. for this final time. I'm even willing to bet that when he was a squire, he probably abandoned his father for Lord Ned. You know, no possibility. <laughs> for all we know, he abandoned his toilet training at one point when he was a toddler. Well, and it, but it, it's it's funny that you bring that up too, because there there was a moment, and I, and I'm sure that this was done intentionally to show you know again the redemptive arc, and hey, look, he's changed. But there was that moment where when the Night King and the White Walkers are approaching and and Theon is looking around and all of his other ironborn are gone yeah. you see the flames and everything and they start putting it in slow motion and i thought you know okay here's here we go is, is he gonna run again and you know but he didn't yeah he stood his ground i give him credit for that yeah. and i'm right there with you i was waiting to see if he was gonna do it but right. i had a feeling with brand sitting there it's like no he's gonna be he's gonna behave because this is his last chance to be the big hero and blah blah blah, blah, well, blah before they finally gut him and and it's <laughs> it's kind of a uh, sad commentary on his on, on just his character in general the, the that we char- were waiting for that the well the, the the character of Theon and and the and Theon as a person what you know how how much he has has been stepped on and spit on and you know mm-hmm. and, and literally tortured you know over the years and yeah. and has never other than Ned has never really had anybody that's treated him with any kind of respect or anything that brand saying simply you're a good man thank you like filled him you know you could see it, it on gave his him face exactly this, the charge he needed yeah you know the, this 
you know, just finally the acceptance, you yeah. know, of hey, somebody somebody sees value in me. Mm-hmm. So it, it it is, it, you know, it is sad in that regard that you know that this this character of Theon has never his entire life has never you know really gotten any gotten that kind, kind of, of praise. Yeah, any kind of praise or respect or or love. He got the hug last episode. Or he did get the hug from That's Sansa. Yeah, yes. he got the Sansa hug. <laughs> yeah. So glad that romantic story does not continue. Yeah. No, and and I did think though um, to your favorite moment when they were when they were talking there there I was wondering if they were going to kiss. Yeah. I would uh, between not uh, between Tyrion and Sansa. Yeah. You know when they were talking, I was like, they're, they're kind of looking at each other. Are we going to get a kiss? And then and then Tyrion just kisses her on the hand. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, <clears throat> excuse me. Next up, we get uh, where the dead start piling up uh, into the flames to create a bridge for the other dead to climb across, which the Night King has directed them to do, um, proving that the Night King, you know, is one smart cookie and he knows what he needs to do to to try and win this thing. Uh, John at this point catches a glimpse of the Night King and his dragon and decides to pursue him. Uh, while that's going on, the dead start climbing the walls. They enter the upper reaches of the castle. For mo- for a moment, we get a shot that looks kind of like World War Z, but good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, very... I, I enjoyed World War Z. Yeah, I, I, did I did, too, but it was it was empty-minded fun. <laughs> but, but yes, there was definite World War Z vibes. Feel, yeah. yeah. Just, creating a ladder piling, to climb up yeah. each other, and yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool. It was the same effect. Yeah. And it was done nicely. Uh, and then at that point, as they, uh, as they breached the the towers and get into Winterfell Castle itself, we finally get Arya in combat. Finally. Yeah. She's only been in training since the first friggin' season. <laughs> and and that that was a great moment when the you because you just had a shot of the head mm-hmm. getting uh, of a zombie's head getting sliced off and and then the camera pans over and, and it's Arya and it's with Arya. Her, her badass dragon glass staff weapon and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, is mowing down. Yeah. Uh, the other staff that she got last episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it was very cool. And she she's an absolute badass for a little bit. But then at one point she gets injured. Yeah. And she suddenly, like, instantly shifts from offense to defense. Suddenly she's a frightened child again. Like she wasn't expecting to get hurt. It, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It's, it's the shock of your first battle. It's totally understandable, right. in my opinion. Yeah, but, uh, it, it 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 made sense for her character. Mm-hmm. It was realistic, and I appreciated the fact that it was kind of realistic that she got a spook put into her at that point. Well, and the other thing too is the fact that she's only fought humans. Like she fought the waif and knows and, how. And one human... or two at a time. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's only been one on one. She's she's oh, never right. been yeah. in a battle. She yeah. has never been in a battle. I didn't even think about and, that. Yeah. And and the majority of her fighting has been training. She she's been in yeah. very few actual fights. Yeah. You know. I think I think one or two with the hound. Um, you know, or when, yeah. when when she was with the hound, yeah. and you know, and a fight broke off because she she killed Poliver in the mm-hmm. uh, in the inn, I think, in season four. But the, but the majority of her of her fights have been in training with either the waif or you know, going way back to season one with Serial Serial uh, Forel, yeah. her her uh, training instructor. Because when she has mm-hmm. killed a whole bunch of people in the past, when she killed off the entire Frey line, she did it. Through poison. Via poison, yeah. 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 It wasn't uh, direct combat. Yeah. But before she shifts from powerful warrior to frightened young woman um, in the blink of an eye when she gets hurt, 
we see her fighting her ass off up there, and it happens at a point where the hound has again mm-hmm. pretty much all but given up, saying that they're death and you can't beat death. And we've seen him freeze up in the heat of battle before. And and specifically, it's it's all the fire. Yeah. It, you know, there's there's that is that's his biggest fear, and so, so the you know the place is engulfed in flames. Right. That's an excellent point. Uh, but Beric basically shames him into fighting on by pointing up at Arya and saying, well, if, if, it's, if this is hopeless, go tell her. Yeah. Look at what she's doing. Um, but, but again, you're right. It's the fire, and we see the hound freeze in the heat of battle, and hopefully we're not going to see that when the inevitable fight with the mountain happens. Well, but yeah. we could. You never know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Clegane Bowl has to happen now, because uh, why else would the hound, why would you keep the hound alive through through this battle? I'm looking uh, forward to the Clegane Bowl more than the next Super Bowl. It, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I it, it has to happen, because that's yeah. the only, because to me, the hound very easily and probably should have died in this battle. Yeah, he was you in know, the thick yeah. of it every he, single time we saw him. And he had, you know, what I felt was, to me, the completion of his character arc mm-hmm. when he directly saved Arya. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he p- literally picked her up, said, it's time to go. You know, to me, I, I literally, I thought at that moment, okay, the hound's, the hound's gonna die now. Like, he he has now completely proven that he actually does care about somebody other than just himself. He has served his purpose. He got Arya out of there. He's gonna be taken down. He's gonna sacrifice himself. And the fact that it didn't happen means we have to have an episode five or six finale between he and his brother. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And he'll have to burn his brother. Ooh. Yeah. I, th- I think some somehow you know they'll show how he's overcome the fear of fire, right. and he'll use fire to beat his to, brother. Damn, well, yeah, because yeah, because his brother is a zombie, so yeah. y- you know, yeah, there's got to be something. Got to burn the dead. Yeah, maybe he'll hang out of some dragon glass or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> possible. <sighs> and then we get to the point that we kind of figured had to be coming, but I was still dreading the death of Leon Mormont. Oh man. Um, and yeah. even before now, before the episode began, my mother to get a little off topic here. My mother has never watched this show until this season. Oh, my sister doesn't have HBO, so she's watching it at my parents' house. She drives up from Bridgman to Stevensville to see this show every Sunday night. So mom's been watching it with her, knowing the bare minimum right. of anything that's going on. She's has, texting me at one has point. Has mom subscribed to our podcast? Uh, I guess mom, does listen to, mom is listening to the podcast. She likes that's it a awesome. lot more than she likes item. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, at, at one point, she's like, you know, who are your, is, is Tyrion your favorite character? Actually, I think she said, is the little guy your favorite character? And I uh-huh. said, yes, good guess. I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thank you. Um, she's like, uh, is he your favorite character? I'm like, yes, but if I had to pick a second, it's probably uh, the little girl, Leanna Mormont. And then next thing you know, Leanna Mormont is dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the way it happened was amazing. She ends up, she's crushed in the fist of the undead giant that we saw in the battle where um, Jon Snow was originally killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and while this is happening, she stabs it in the eye and kills it. Yeah. Which means basically she finally fought something her own size. <laughs> yeah. Realistically. Yeah, I, I when... Um, when she first started to die, I, I had jotted down Leanna deserved better because I was I was like really yeah. this is because it started with her getting knocked yeah, off to the side right. by a club that's twice as big as she is right yeah. right and, and she got up like bullshit yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah she gets up and screams at him and then, he, and then he picks her up and you know he just starts crushing her and I thought he was gonna you know like bite I her head he was off too, or something yeah. Yeah. and that's why I jotted down Leanna deserved better yeah and then she and then she stabs him in the eye with the drag glass I was like oh, I crossed it, 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 cross it off my pro- and I wrote down Leanna badass till the end oh yeah <laughs> I wrote down she got back 
up, clearly wounded, and charged at it with a rebel yell. <laughs> it was an amazing scene, and you're absolutely right. It was a very worthy moment for one of my favorite characters. I hate to see her go, but she was probably going to have to go eventually. And if you're going to do it, do it with style. Yeah. yeah. And Liana Mormont had an awesome, awesome out, in yeah. my opinion. She could say she was killed by a giant. Yep. While all she, things. While, while she killed yeah, she, it. She, right. she felt the giant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something that nobody else could have done in the other battles, which mm-hmm. was amazing. True. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Fight 2 follows this scene, uh, where we have the Night King attacking both Danny and John on Dragonback, and then back to the scene. Uh, it's, it, the aerial battle is almost interruption while we're switching, you know, like while, while they're setting up different cameras or something. It, yeah, it was, again, it was, it was a little weird because I, I, I don't, I didn't follow the logic there. You know, there, yeah. there was it the battle fatigue that they were trying to get away from. You know, I'm, hand I'm to hand? guessing maybe that was it. Yeah, I, but I, otherwise, I, there's no reason to cut away to it except to remind you that there's shit going on up there too. Right, and but I, but I, the logic I don't follow is John and Danny's logic of what what are the, you know. Use your dragon fire. Yeah, like, like, like the it's ice, like all they're doing is flying around, yeah. waiting for the Night King. <laughs> right. The ice dragon is is breathing fire at, at Danny. I'm like, okay, where's John? Why don't you come up from behind and breathe dragon fire yeah. on yeah. him? You know, it, it didn't. It was like having two backup fighter pilots. One of them only speaks Chinese, and the other one only <laughs> speaks Norwegian. Yeah. Um, it, it just. I thought we were going to get two dragons. You know how like they always do like the good versus evil. And in in the Harry Potter series, when uh, Voldemort casts his wand and Harry casts his wand, it's got like the the battle, the fire. Oh, yeah. I thought we'd see dragon fire and blue dragon fire, like, spark against each other. Something like that. I don't know. That would have been very cool. Because I agree. Like, why not use your dragon to try to burn the ice dragon? Yeah. They're just... there seemed to be a massive lack of dragon use in this battle for all Agreed. the for all the 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 build build up. up and the talk again for seven and a half seasons. I I felt like Danny. I wanted to scream, "Where are my dragons?" Yeah. You know, because yeah. it was that's been you know so essential to her character and such a big part of how she's going to win and what was going to help them in in this particular battle not to mention it was fairly obvious just from the nature of this battle this was the last friggin time we were going to see all three dragons at the same time oh you're right obviously one of them minimum was going to be dead at the end of this thing yeah most likely most likely yeah yeah Yeah. most now i admittedly thought it was going to be john snow's dragon i thought so too. i did did too i i thought his dragon was going to go down and i I thought you i i thought you were going to have Danny, John, and you know, just a small handful of characters escaping on the back of Drogon mm-hmm. as the yeah. White Walkers completely overtook Winterfell. I thought the possibility was there that maybe they would kill off Drogon because Drogon was injured once before. Right. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, you're, I, I expected if if we didn't see what is it, Viserys? Viserion is the Viserion, ice dragon. Thank you. That's and, right. Viserys was the brother. Yeah. Viserion, if if it wasn't Viserion that died, it was probably going to be um, Rhaegar. Rhaegar. Yeah. yeah. It was John's, John's, John's dragon. Six point eight seconds of aerial combat. Um, we're back on the ground, and 
It's not fighting. It's Arya hiding in a musty old library. Yeah, so you got mm-hmm. kind of a you know kind of a traditional horror movie scene here with uh, you know with which with, I thought was actually kind of well done. Uh, it yeah. was. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, but uh, the library has been invaded by the dead. She's hiding in the stacks. She's timing her opportunities to get to the door as gently as possible. She throws a book at one point to right. distract them. All the tropes are there. Uh, yeah. Um, but it doesn't work. She ends up being pursued by dozens of them running for her life through what I couldn't tell were either secret passageways or hallways I or both. I just the hallways, yeah. Um, and they have infested the castle at this point, we can tell. Yeah. Um, there, and meanwhile, while this is all going on, we see the people below who are hiding in the crypt, which, of course, is the safest possible place right. where you can be. <laughs> have, you, have you heard? Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> and, crypts are the safest place. And down in the crypt, they can hear the, the sickening growls of the dead, and then it's met by the sounds of fierce combat and people shouting and screaming as they're fighting the dead and then all those people shut the hell up and they're all looking at each other down there in the crypt like um (laughs) because that was awfully loud it was awfully nearby and none of the living people are apparently making any more noise which has got to be a little bit unnerving yeah yeah and then uh you know you had shortly thereafter then when the dead people in the crypt start Mm -hmm. you know breaking out yeah, not long after that at all. And uh, but and and that was it, to me. It, we didn't again. We didn't lose any major characters in the crypts. Yeah, we didn't People see. People died. Yeah, we, yeah. Random, random women and children that yeah. you know had never even been given a name, and we didn't see any significant Starks come back from the dead. No. Yeah. You know, I was waiting for that moment, you know, for, especially when the... I was waiting for Caitlin. Yep. Or 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 Rickon, or, you know, yeah, or I, was, Rickon. I was waiting for the moment where, you know, after the moment you talked about where, where Tyrion and Sansa, you know, okay, okay mm-hmm. we're like, we're going to, we're going to do this now. We're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, go out there and fight. They don't do anything. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't stab anybody, and you know, to me, that would have been a perfect opportunity for her to actually be faced with one of her deceased relatives coming back. You know, and whether it's Rickon or Catelyn or whoever, Lady Stoneheart would have been nice fanfare. Yeah. I think for for everybody, I don't know who she would have killed. Yeah, um, because wasn't she always like hunting the phrase in the book or yeah. something like that? Yeah, and we're we're fresh out of phrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Arya took care of that. But yeah. I I for sure thought we'd be coming into this episode of the podcast, and I would have lost the bet of Sansa being on the uh, Iron Throne. Yeah, because yeah. I thought I thought possibly she would be the major character to die in the crypt. Yeah. I I tend to agree with you. I think that was yeah. the more the more we got into it, the more I was thinking. You know, they're setting her up like the waif again, and mm-hmm. it just had that feel to it. You're right, but it didn't come to pass. So at this point, now we have the the scene that you referenced earlier, where the Hound and Sir Beric sort of blaze um, rescue Arya, who the dead have caught up to, and Beric does not make it. Yeah. Uh, the red woman then appears and Arya tells her, I know you and you said we'd meet again. And here we are. Melisandre says at the end of the world. And then my pick for line of the episode, what do we say mm-hmm. to the God of death? And Arya <laughs> replies, not today, which is a really nice yes. throwback to her, her time early in her training with Sirio when she was Sirio. 
Yep, cereal for she was Yeah, thank you. When she was learning how to uh, use needle. Yeah. You first. and I had the same line. Yeah. Because all, I said that. Oh, you had all three of us. All three of us. Yeah, because yeah, that was mine. It seemed to me that was going to be that, the line that, of the night. That was mine as well. That was a that that was a very cool moment, and where she talked about the eye color. Yeah. You know, brown eyes, green eyes, blue, blue eyes. eyes. As soon as yeah. she said blue eyes, I was like, oh. Okay, um, here we go. And then, uh, yeah, and the, you know, the the not today thing was was very cool. Yeah. Well, next up, the dead make it to the godswood tree. Um, Theon and the boys draw their bows to start defending it and defending Bran. And the Night King's dragon breaches the castle walls with the blue flame, which is very reminiscent of what it did in Eastwatch at the end of season seven. I mean, mm-hmm. it looked exactly the same. There's a wall. Now it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was. It was pretty chilling to think that uh, you know even if the the living do manage to pull this thing off winterfell is effed yeah i mean winterfell is a mess at yeah. this point if they win so yeah it um and again the gods would i'm like when they show it's theon and i don't know what 12 Greyjoys? yeah maybe 12 Greyjoys. like really this is this is it this is the great defense for brand <laughs> yeah. who's kind of the key as right. we discussed in the last episode yeah. while sitting around the fire quaffing wine and and each guy had what like one bucket of arrows with you know yeah. so i don't know how many arrows are in there 10 or so i think it's yeah. all the young could afford you know <laughs> his sister's got the rest <laughs> right uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get dragon fight round three. More aerial battle this time, Night King versus John. And we get a little more action this time with it. The Night King gets knocked off his ride, but at the same time, he knocks John's dragon to the ground, which throws John. Uh, Danny has her dragon do what we talked about earlier that Brad mentioned. The Night King gets cooked on high for like 30 seconds and isn't quite finished yet. No effect. Then he chucks Basically his... does the uh, the Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Brushing <laughs> off the shoulder. shoulders off. Brush off the rubble. <laughs> then he chucks his spear at her and he misses. Yeah. Um, and she... Just barely. Just when barely. He, when he pulled out the javelin, I was like, oh no, here, here we, we go, go again. again. Uh, here we go again. But and, just, just barely And realizing it. just exactly how dangerous this situation is and that she's not going to be able to do diddly against yeah. the Night King. She literally turns dragon tail and flies away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, end of aerial combat number three. Uh, so now John's on the ground, but so's the Night King. And John spots the Night King and charges at him with his Valyrian steel drawn. As, as the Night King in extra slow motion is is raising his arms you know john, so awesome. john is basically trying to get there yeah before he you know he gets his arm you know because apparently it the takes some effort come, the day, the, yeah the dead don't come back until he gets his arms all, all the, the way, way up, up. You know? <laughs> lord vader yeah right yeah the, the palms have to be just above the shoulders <laughs> yeah. before the you know the dead can can fully rise it's all choreography it's yeah. all fussy yeah but uh john did not make it in time but and again so then so the, the the dead are raised. John is surrounded by a you know, f- by from what thousands. was a valley uh, a valley of unsullied. Yeah, basically. and and somehow he still survives. Yeah. again. Yeah, which I agree doesn't make any sense. And at that point, I felt confident in my my switcheroo from last episode where I said I now firmly believe Jon Snow's got to die. Yeah, because I thought here it comes right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see him. I mean, how how the hell is he going to get out of this? He yeah. can't possibly get out of this. Oh wait. He yes, does. he can. So, 
But anyway, uh, the Night King calls up the dead to fight him. The dead in the castle, however, rise as well, and that includes the dead Starks who rise in their graves in the crypt and start to exit those graves. Uh, and they're doing that while the Night King just strolls casually through the gates with his new whites mm-hmm. and um, starts doing uh, the, the white thing. That's W-I-G-H-T, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's going on. And then Danny saves John with a very well-placed burst of flame or two um, while the dead Starks are um, having a feeding frenzy in the crypt. Uh, and attacking the people that are hidden down there in the, the safest the nameless, place. faceless people that yeah. uh, <laughs> who who hid in the safest place yes. in Winterfell. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I think it would have been nice, kind of, when the dead were all surrounding John, if he would have been kissed by fire. This in the same way that Danny would was yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. earlier seasons to prove that he is a Targaryen. He's not just saying it that uh, way. She knows yeah. versus like you know just going on that hearsay of the brothers. Great. Yeah. yeah, that would have been fantastic. You should have written this episode. <laughs> <laughs> if only they'd consulted you on the script. Um, but uh, now, as Danny is saving John, she has to bring the dragon in low to do it. And at that point, the uh, dead start climbing onto Drogon like ants on a peach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh, Danny gets thrown off the dragon, which takes to the skies to try and shake him off. And suddenly, she is now surrounded by all these dead unsullied on the field of battle. But she doesn't die either, because out of nowhere, like he's wearing a cape and a big yellow S on the back of it, Sir Jorah shows up. Deus Ex Jorah. Yes, to rescue her. And then we see Danny fight with a sword. Yeah. Like she's suddenly Arya. Um, hey, you know what? At least she, she whooped some ass. She contributed sword. something. You know, yeah. She picked, up a, she picked up a weapon and finally contributed something other than... Other than sneers and barking orders, and <laughs> yeah. basically being Cersei without the evil and the wine. Right. Um, so it's uh, we switch back to the crypt. Sansa and Tyrion are hiding and listening to the horrible carnage that's going on on the other side of some memorial statue that they're hiding behind. Uh, Sansa pulls out the blade. Tyrion kisses her hand. Very sweet, tender moment that we talked about. Um, and then they disappear around the corners to join the fray. Yeah. What else are you going to mm-hmm. do at that point? Yeah. Um, everyone is being overrun. In fact, I wrote the note, things are not going well for the living right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it really was not. Um, But everyone's being overrun, and it's, at this point, really getting difficult to tell who's who because we're getting a lot of big distance shots where you can't really focus on anybody's faces, and once you do get a hint of maybe that's this person, then you're not sure, and they were only up for about two seconds anyway, and it just gets really hard to follow who might be dying. A lot of quick cuts and... And they keep killing individual people that we're seeing, but you can't really tell if it's major characters right. or not. So so that's going on, but it's so damn dark you can't really tell. I guess it really is true that it's darkest before dawn. Um, and then the Night King, <laughs> thank you, then the Night King approaches the Godswood personally and starts taking his steps, and we finally get the moment that all three of us have been waiting for. <laughs> As Theon fights bravely and seems to have defended Bran somehow, even though he's by himself at this point, and then the Night King arrives, and Theon discovers he's fresh out of arrows, like Hawkeye in the Avengers movie on top of the, billboard, or the, top of the skyscraper. I, what, uh, what I took away from that scene is apparently Theon's thirst for redemption was so strong that it basically turned him into John Wick. I mean, he, I mean, he is a, he's a one-man army, just just laying waste to every zombie and and white that comes 
mm-hmm. you know, within within uh, the reach of his uh, of his bow. his bow. Yeah, yeah, because he's because he's he's killing them how with a wooden bow. I don't. Like was that bow made out of dragon glass too? He, he was the uh, he was the Game of Thrones equivalent of the old man in The Walking Dead who's defending the farm with the shotgun that fired like forty eight shots in a row. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, but uh, at that point, um, when he runs out of arrows, Bran wakes up from his three eyed raven languor. <laughs> whatever, um, whatever he was doing. Yeah, and uh, for the entire episode, thanks, yeah. Bran. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bran, for sitting there. Uh, he thanks Theon, like you said, tells him that he's a good man. Theon gets his redemption. He charges ahead with, I don't remember what he had. Was, I think it was a spear. Spear. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Night King makes short work of him because, you know, hashtag because Theon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Theon finally dies while attacking the Night King, and there was much rejoicing. Yay! <laughs> um, though for the again for the record, Kim does not understand why we hate Theon so much. I just I have my reasons. I don't like Theon. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, right after we see the death of one major character, we get another one with Sir Jorah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, I, you know, that was, um, I, I think the, the, him, him and Theon really were the only truly major, major yeah, characters. Of the major, that, major characters other than, you know, other than the Night King. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And that was another moment too, then where, where, where Jorah is dying and we all predicted that we all saw that coming, that Jorah was going to die Bravely. Well, I'll get to that when we get to the scoreboard. <laughs> Did somebody not predict uh, Jorah was going to die? I'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the incredibly, one would think, predictable death of Ser Jorah. Um, and uh, Drogon reappears, apparently now finally dead of, or finally free of all the dead parasites. Right. And, and he, he protects her during her moment of grief, but there's no sign of Rhaegal anywhere. And you, it, when as Jorah lay there dying, I th- and Danny's crying over him. I, that was another scene where I thought, okay, he's he's gonna get his dying kiss. She's uh, gonna kiss him as it. Nope, nope. still <laughs> friend zone till the end. It was, Jorah. Only, it, was per- it could have only been more perfect if she had shook his hand and said, "You've been a credit to our organization, and we wish you the very best in your next endeavor." Yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah, friend so, zone till the end. So we've got um, death of a big character in Theon, death of a big character in Ser Jorah, and then immediately after that, it looks like we're going to have the death of Bran at the hands of the Night King, but thank you for playing. Arya sweeps in out of nowhere. We see the wind rustle the hair of one of the whites as she runs yeah. by, like Superman or the Flash, and Arya kills the Night King in a really dramatic way. <sighs> yeah, again. Out of nowhere. Jaw dropping, but yeah, it's the you know the RKO out of nowhere. I mean, it's yeah. it's jaw dropping moment, totally badass moment for for Arya. But and then and then when the Night King falls, the entire army falls, all and, of them yeah. dead, including um, the dragon, the the undead dragon, which was about to get John. Yeah, as as John again goes into full death wish mode. Yeah, and just starts screaming at it. Yeah, you know? just. Total surrender, thinking maybe yeah. I can get it to listen to me, like the, <laughs> like you know, like the other dragon does. Uh, no, this is not Rhaegal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, excuse me, but uh, sure enough, um, you kill the head, and the entire body dies. And we get no further explanation of the Night King and his motivation, and nope. what you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. 
I, it just to, to me, while visually stunning and and certainly a shocking moment that you know, none of us in this room predicted, and I don't you know I don't know. I, di- I didn't see a lot of Arya is going to be the one to to kill the Night King predictions. When I, you know when it's all said and done, and you look back on it, and I just it makes sense. It doesn't. I mean, to me, it, to me, it makes sense in retrospect. Looking back at it, I've only ever heard one person talk about how Arya needs to be the one, and Arya is obviously being set up to be the one to kill the Night King, and it's our mutual friend. Credit where credit is due. Carl Stutzman from Froggy 102.7 said two seasons ago that it was going to be Arya that eventually killed the Night King. Yeah. Yeah. He called it. Um, When when she was really starting to come into her own as a powerful fighter, um, he and I were talking about it one night and he said, you know, they're setting her up to eventually be the one that saves the saves the saves the day when it comes to the army of the dead. She's going to be the one that kills the big guy. Could she potentially be Azora Asai or or Ahai or whatever whatever the the name is? And, uh, yeah, but does and and does any of that stuff matter anymore? I mean, that's the thing. Is, and that's a is, totally yeah. valid question mm-hmm. at this I, point. I feel like we have gotten so far off course from what George R. R. Martin's original vision was, and and maybe Arya killing the Night King was is, what he intended. It, right? Is is a, you know one of the bullet points that you know that he told the, the yeah. showrunners, but it. it to, you know, to me, all of these theories and all of these predictions and all of these these hints and all this stuff, it, it in the end, we have this was a basic, to me, pretty standard by the numbers fantasy movie. The plucky hero, the plucky unexpected hero at the end is the one that saves the day. Yeah, I can the, dig where you're coming from. There. The bad yeah. guys go down. It, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of. The the uh, scene in the last Harry uh, Harry Potter movie where oh, Neville Longbottom ne- where Neville oh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. guy that pulls the sword out and you know and chops the head off the snake out of nowhere, it, you know it, Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it just you know to me I I feel like we have we've really you know gotten off course of this of of the whole point of Game of Thrones which is to upend all of these type of yeah. fantasy tropes. Yeah, and and stick with the with the political game that has the political game of chess, if you will, that's been being played this whole time. Right. This was a huge sidebar from it. This was we were told everything. Everything hinges on this invasion of the dead. Right. And then the invasion of the dead ends like that. Right. Yeah. And it's like how huh? how many? So now, well, we just have. House of Cards with boobs and dragons. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, which, which don't get me wrong, as the political stuff to me has always been far more interesting. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you know, then and it, this it, was fun. Yeah. It, 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 this was entertaining as hell. It to me, was. Anyway. Yeah. I no, I agree. It was. It was a fun episode. It was a very intense episode. But the direction, it, it seems like the rudder has been detached and we need to, do, to get some repairs back at the dock. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, you know, it, again, in the end now, we, I mean, how many characters and how many times have we heard over the, you know, several seasons, none of this matters. It doesn't matter who sits on the Iron Throne. The dead are coming. Winter is coming. We all need to band together. And now what that's over. What was the point of Jamie going? What good did Jamie do? Uh, you know, going yeah. up north. I mean, he ultimately. Play, I mean, the he only was another thing Jamie dude, really he did was another dude with Valyrian steel. Yeah, he was basically just there to have his back against the wall after he made another knight, 
and right. scream his head off and then suddenly look around and go, oh, I survived. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I don't know what they're going to do, you know, with the whole premonition thing that we had back in season two where Danny sees the snow on the throne. I mean, the throne is absolutely, like, demolished. I, the, yeah. There's, like, the cracks in the yeah, ceiling. The there's room, snow. Yeah. Com- I, I assume that's snow and not ash, right? Yeah, it, it, it yeah. certainly looked like snow. And so I just thought that somehow the Night King was going to reach King's Landing and And he's going to lay waste. My other concern here is we are now left with just the big battle heading south to reclaim the throne away from Cersei. And let's be honest, they've still got two dragons. This Mm -hmm. ain't going to be much of a fight. Mm -hmm. We have already seen what the dragons can do to the Lannister army. And, you know, there's... (laughs) I don't know how they are going to after this, if if they are some you know they are somehow able to defeat the Night King, a a massive legion of undead warriors. Yeah. I don't care how much the odds are stacked against them, and how you know if there's only twelve people that that got out of Winterfell alive, and yeah, Cersei has the Lannister army or what's left of it, and she has the twenty thousand cell swords. Uh, yeah, cell swords of the Golden Company. I, I, there, there is no reason at all for me to believe that the good guys are not going to win from here on out after yeah, this episode. Yeah. I have, I have no doubt whatsoever. Whereas we had a ton of doubt yeah. heading into episode three, yeah. and that's yeah. now been completely erased. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very good point. We've only got one scene left in the episode at this point because dawn is breaking. And um, all of the principal characters, as we mentioned, in the crypt are still alive. Danny's dragon survived the dead infestation. We see the hound and the red woman walk to the gate. Sir Davos close behind, um, always keeping his eye on Melisandre to see what's mm-hmm. going on. And the red woman takes off her jewelry, walks away to die. And we can tell, even though we don't see her face and we don't get a good look at her, she's slowly transforming back into an old crone as she does so because she's no longer wearing that yeah. magical choker. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Melisandre's, I got to say, her final walk into the sunrise, the way I wrote this, Melisandre's final walk into the sunrise is one of the most dramatic deaths of the night, which is saying something. Yeah. <laughs> and with each step, you can see her shrinking back into her true form before she slumps dead. Mm-hmm. And then the last note I wrote is, the smell at Winterfell must be like trying to inhale a Buick as we go to the credits. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but that leaves us with a ton of questions. Did Samwell die? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Did it, Tormund die? We don't know. Did Gendry die? Did Jon's dragon die? Did Ghost die? Those were all sort of left gray, in the air. Grey Worm. Grey Worm. One mm-hmm. of the un- was, Somehow was, seemingly survived. But was he one of the Unsullied that rose against Jon in the field after he was knocked off his dragon? It was dark. We didn't really see the face that well. It was pretty hard to tell. I, I'm going to say no because I think they would have, you know, they they, they would have shown us that exactly. Yeah. Since we didn't see these characters die, and the show would not have wasted the chance to show us their deaths. Yeah. When we saw Beric Dondarrion die, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have to assume that each one of them survived. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as the uh, the preview for next week, it totally looked at one point. It's only there for like half a second, but at one point you see two dragons mm-hmm. in the sky. So that answers. And you see ghost. Yeah, and we see ghost. So that answers the ghost question. That answers the Rhaegal question for now, uh, especially now that Viserion is finally completely dead. We know it's not the undead dragon. Right. Um, excuse me. It was hard to tell who else might have died. It looked like Arya was going to kiss somebody at one point. So we yeah, know Gendry. Gendry. Yeah. Gendry probably made it. Yep. But near as I can tell, the list of the living include Danny, John, Arya, Bran, Brienne, Jamie, Podrick, maybe. 
I, yeah, was, I, I think that was him standing next to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, they would they would have shown his. They would have yeah. shown his. And guy. there were three of them. There was Jamie. There was Brienne, and then there was some dude. And I'm pretty sure some dude was Podrick because he was yeah. pretty much by her side the yeah. whole time during the battle. It would have to be. They. I mean, he's a main enough or a recurring yeah, enough. He's a character. recurring enough character. Yeah. Uh, but we also still have Sansa, Tyrion, Varys, Lysandra, Gilly survived mm-hmm. with little Sam. Um, Sir Davos is still around, and the Hound is still around. So, of our major characters, we've got damn near all of them at this yeah. point. It, 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 I mean, here's this is who died uh, as far as named characters go. This, uh, so you want to do? Uh... Oh yeah, it's time for the scoreboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as we take a look at the scoreboard, we all get a point for Theon Greyjoy. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we all get a point for the Night King. Yes. And Brad and Zach get a point for Sir Jorah because some dumbass <laughs> thought that Sir Jorah was going to survive the series and he was wrong. So it's Brad and Zach three, Tommy two. At the what, about, end. Uh, what about Melisandre? Didn't we uh, all... Melisandre, we uh, forgot about Melisandre. We all had her dying, so it's actually four to four to three because mm-hmm. some dumbass didn't <laughs> see Sir Jorah dying. So, but so I, good mean, call. I mean, out of those, uh, out of those characters. So, so the Night King, Melisandre, Dolores Ed, which we, I mean, isn't even major enough for us no, to have made a prediction, we didn't make on, a prediction on. Same thing with Liana. I mean, we right. all love Liana, but it wasn't even a prediction. Right. Theon, Jorah, Beric Dondarrion. Mm-hmm. None of us made a none prediction of us on, on him as well. So, it, it you know, to me, the, this the the show is. I I feel. I, I feel a lot less confident after this episode that a they're going to be able to land this thing, and and I actually I I for the first time feel less confident in my pick about who's going to end up on, on the, the throne, throne. Mm-hmm. because I now feel more than ever that they are they are headed to a traditional happy ending, whether that's mm-hmm. going to be John and Danny, or ruling together on the yeah. Iron Throne, or you know or John. You know, or I, I think more likely than anything, I'm not officially changing my pick, but I, more than to me, John ending up on the throne to me seems a lot more likely now. I can yeah. see Danny going, "You're the rightful heir. You mm-hmm. should have it," and that you know, and that's the bittersweet ending. Or that maybe that's episode to. six because maybe she's like, "Uh uh-uh. uh," mm-hmm. and she she says, "I'll fight you for that throne." Could you imagine them having to split up sides, especially given that she's, you know, taken all of her brown soldiers and let them die? I mean, so so you think they'll turn or he'll they'll turn on each other? I think that there's a possible I think there's a slim possibility that maybe Danny will because she we have seen that she has gotten extremely power crazed. Mm -hmm. Episode one of this season, we were saying she's just a couple of degrees south of Cersei right now. Right. And and she could go either way. Before this episode, I that seemed you know, like a stronger and stronger possibility possibility to me. But right. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm really losing confidence in the showrunners that they're, they're just falling into kind of the fantasy movie cliches now. You mm. know, they, they, now that they've gotten completely away from the source material. It's a valid opinion after what we've seen. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it's clear that it's not the show. It's George R. R. Martin, you know, that is the one that is coming up with the Red Wedding and, uh, you right. know, and Ned Stark, oh, and, yeah, and, sure. I mean, which we which we obviously knew that, anyways. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, I I don't think uh, Benioff and Weiss inherited that <laughs> that yeah. gene from George, yeah. and have figured out a way to 
to carry that to carry that on and you know and really really shock the viewers you know mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i don't know where the show goes now for these uh, these final three episodes i'm i'm holding out hope i really am that they're still going to find a way to to make us feel like a, a satisfactory ending has come and really and and satisfactory sounds like it's below average to me satisfactory means enough of us are happy that we're that we rode this thing out as yeah. long as we did mm-hmm. um i i still expect to be happy at the end of this thing but you're right i have no idea what the hell is coming for these last three episodes except at some point we're probably going to see cersei's smirk of death i well, I was just going to say, like, I think that uh, episode five is probably the episode that has to be the one with the most character deaths. Yeah. Well, that's that's I, I, likely the battle. I, right. I, I think the next episode now is going to be the aftermath of the Winterfell battle and the setup yeah. for the, the Battle of King's Landing. Episode five will be the battle, and then episode six, likely then the aftermath and whatever loose ends they, you know, uh, they attempt to tie up. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, when this is all said and done, and as you know, the years kind of pass, the the series, and obviously we've got three episodes to go, so I, I you know, I don't want to completely bury the thing. Now. Right, right, you know, right. We don't know what's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if if the series ends up kind of being viewed in two parts, mm-hmm. and the first four seasons and the last four seasons. You know, mm-hmm. the first four <laughs> were the big George R. R. Martin seasons. Season five is kind of half and half because they had kind Agreed. of gotten ahead of the source material somewhat. So they were kind of they were using a little bit of stuff that they hadn't used from the previous Tyrion seasons. Tyrion starts to become a little less smart. He yeah. starts to head down. No, I'm a man who drinks, and a man who drinks must keep drinking. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 And so it's it just it wouldn't surprise me if that's ultimately kind of how people you know how star trek you have the you know the even movies are the good ones the odd yeah. movies are the bad ones hell another great example the west wing i'm a huge fan of the west wing i think it's one of the best television series ever but you can tell what happened to the quality when aaron sorkin left mm-hmm. when they ran out of aaron oh, yeah. sorkin yeah. material that show started to head downhill in a hurry yeah. so by the time the election season came around in season 7 you were just wanting it to to get wrapped yeah. up. You didn't even care at that point if Vinick won or Santos won. You just wanted the damn thing yeah. over with because it was starting to get a little bit painful to watch. You know, Seinfeld post Larry David. Oh, my yeah. God. Seinfeld you know. post Larry David was a train wreck most weeks. It was, I was going to say Star Wars with George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind, of the, kind of the reverse. Uh, one last note that I wrote, by the way, um, uh, was that the music was the unsung hero yes. of this oh episode. My gosh. Even though the editing was a little bit rough in spots and at times the scenes were way too dark to see who was actually fighting overall i thought the production team outdid themselves i mean you could tell that a lot of work went into this the pacing was very good start to finish even if the story didn't completely make sense the pacing was great i can't imagine how hard it was for them to structure this thing without losing the audience so i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because of that and i will say this if you hear solo piano music in an episode of Game of Thrones, these bad things are coming. Somebody is screwed because as soon as they whip out just the solo piano yeah. or a solo cello, yeah. one or the other, uh, yeah. somebody is getting ready to say goodbye. Bad things are coming. Yeah. All right. So I guess uh, to to wrap up, um, you know, I, I mean, with, overall. Overall, uh, you, you, I mean, overall, you, you I was happy. Like it, yeah, yeah I, I was happy with what Iceland's laws were structurally, and I, yeah. I agree that there were things that could have been done better. 
but overall from a from the standpoint of uh, of somebody who has absorbed uh, has absorbed of much of, as much of the story as I have boy that's really good whiskey uh, <laughs> I was happy with what I saw yeah yeah I I would agree I thought that as as just a fan just of the show and taking it all in I I thought they did an incredible job. I thought that um, from from start to finish, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. much yeah. like well. not spoiling anything about the Avengers movie, you know, that just came out. But right. I was on my the edge of my seat for that as well. Yeah. Because it was so huge. It was so mo- um, momentous. Yeah. That, and there had been so much of a buildup. We had yeah. a 22-film yes. buildup leading to that. Yes. I just came to record this podcast from the theater seeing that movie and I the edge of my butt hurts from sitting on the edge of my seat <laughs> for three hours. Did I get up to go to the bathroom? No, no. I did not. <laughs> and we had, what, 70 some odd episodes leading up to this battle of Winterfell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And every one of these episodes this season has felt like a feature length film even when, even when it was under an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's that's a big part of my disappointment with it is is again, while it was you know, very entertaining to watch and very uh, intense and mm-hmm. stressful and everything. I, when I when I started to step back from it, and you know, after you kind of the anxiety dies down, you kind of reclaim your emotions and everything. <laughs> and I really kind of start to look back on it. I don't, I don't feel like it lived up to the the hype and the buildup of you know of this battle and 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 this threat. So I have to be honest to me the saving grace was the fact that we did get to see Arya do what Arya did. Arya yeah. was great. Was Arya awesome. was fantastic. Arya was great. To me even if the thing had been disappointing on on a on a big level for me, I'd have been happy enough just from that scene yeah. because of the way it happened because there she is to save the day and then oh god she's going to lose mm-hmm. and right. then you know that happens a second uh, yeah, later, and it, then yet another second later. Oh wait, no, she's not. Yeah, I mean that was a huge adrenaline bump yeah. three times in a row. Yeah I, yeah, I did like when he when the Night King caught her by the neck. Yeah. I, my first thought was, oh shit, this yeah. is how Arya's gonna Crap. die. It's our yeah. first big death. You know, yeah. yeah, that was my thought too. Oh yeah. my god, we're about to watch Arya die right yeah. before Bran. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what I thought as well, and then obviously not the case. Um, yeah. Okay, and the uh, Johnny White Walker. Yeah, highly stuff. Thank highly you. recommended. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, as as a Johnny Walker, uh, I, I run hot and cold on some of the Johnny Walkers, but uh, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I was very impressed with that, and it mixes well with Diet Pepsi. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been uh, we drink and we know things. Uh, we will talk with you again next week after uh, we episode see, four. We see what the uh, the big aftermath of the Battle of Winterfell brings. The march south and uh, putting a whole bunch of new screen doors in at Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of a lot of repair work to be done there. Get and Bob ma- Vila on and the again, phone. it's got to smell really good right now in Winterfell. It's a lot of dead bodies. Thankfully, though, they're, they're all going to be frozen. So yeah, that's yeah. that too. Thank God for that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to. We drink and we know things. You're a talker. Listening to talkers makes me thirsty. This has been We Drink and We Know Things. With three guys who are here to pester us about Westeros. It's produced by Tommy Lee and written by absolutely no one whatsoever. Music licensed by First Come. We Drink and We Know Things is part of the Federated Media Podcast Network. Winter is here.
and so is their ride. Please drink responsibly. We Drink and We Know Things is a member of the Federated Media family of podcasts, engineered in the studio by Brad King, produced by me, Tommy Lee, and lubricated with an appropriate beverage by Zach Miller. Mandy Balzer was the one who sounded really good at the beginning and the end. We'll be back next week after the next episode. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.